I don't have, like, any good stories. I don't have, like, anything. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really have any stories either. Um, Pumpkin, the other week, she started acting very strange in my apartment. Like, she would be, like, hiding from me, and then, like, her back started, like, twitching, and then she would, like, bolt, and then, like, rapidly lick herself, and then, like, continue in that, like, series of um, actions. And I was like, what is going on? Because, like, normally she acts very, like, elusive and strange when we're at, um, like, when she's at my parents' house because, you know, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of other animals there and she's in an uncomfortable environment. And so she kind of have has done those behaviors at my parents' house before but never here. And so I was, I was like, getting concerned for her because I was like, ugh, she seems, like, really uncomfortable right now. And then she'd also, like, shake her head and, you know, she has that ear problem. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I wonder if her, like, ear infection is getting worse or, or whatever. And so um, I, I took her into the vet and they diagnosed her with something that's called, like, rolling back syndrome i don't know if you like look up videos like it looks a lot worse in the videos like it it seems like it's worse for some cats than other and it looks like a ripple in their back it looks like really fucked up but apparently it's something that has to do with their nerves and they like yeah vet veterinarians like don't know what causes it or really know any kind of like lasting treatment for it but they said it's like really common in cats and that it's like severity can vary and um they said that uh in her situation it sounds like she had some kind of like stress induced trigger i guess and um so that's like where she started acting up Hmm. and i was like another fucking problem for you miss pumpkin like jesus christ and they even like because just like the week before i had to take her to the vet because she needed her um rabies shot or whatever mm-hmm. and they, they like even gave me a discount for her vet visit because she goes there so often because she has so many problems and i think they're starting to feel bad for me for how much money i'm i spend on her um and so like they told me to just like you know minimize her stress and they gave me some like gabapentin or whatever to Mm -hmm. give her when she's having like bad episodes or whatever but yeah it's just a it's a very strange thing that she's doing and it's all like neurological too and so it's like it's in her little brain that's happening and they like kind of describe it as it's like a sensation like you know when like your foot falls asleep and it starts to wake up and you have that really like tingly sensation Yeah, that's kind of how they described it. I was like, oh, that sounds so uncomfortable. So It does. And is this, like, permanent? Like, is this going to be a yeah. forever thing? Oh, This is a forever thing. I know. I like Miss Pumpkin. You are so, like, sickly with all your problems. Right. Yeah, and then when they were there, I know, when they were there, too, then they also called her fat and said she needs to lose weight. I was like, stop <laughs> yeah. it. You see how many problems she has. She's going to continue to eat. Um, and then they're like, yeah. And then she also has to go get her teeth cleaned again later this uh, this fall. Oh I was like, God. oh, my God. I can't afford this. So, yeah. But she, I mean, she's fine now. I gave her, um, I've been giving her her little meds when she needs them. But she seems like, I don't know. She seems relatively fine. Like, after that week of her, like, having, like, 
traumatic episodes after that, it kind of like dissipated and it's mm-hmm. not as bad anymore. And so I feel like she was just kind of having an itch to go to the vet because she's like, ooh, haven't been here in a minute. <laughs> I wonder if like some CBD or something would help her with that. I think I was thinking about that too. And I've tried to get her, um, I've gotten her CBD treats before because especially when I take her to my parents' house, she hates going in the car. And so I've been giving her CBDs, but she's very, she's kind of has this learned behavior of like, well, I give her a CBD treat, then she thinks she's going into the, the car. Oh, and so okay. now I have to buy her a different type of CBD so she doesn't suspect it and doesn't I go all like nervous. I have an idea for you. So Ooh. you could, pr- I think. You should be able to get, like, drops, mm-hmm. mix it in with some wet food. Yeah, that's a good and idea. And then you're, you're good as gold, I mean. Yeah, she's never going to deny wet food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She'll just think it's, like, dinner time or whatever, and she'll yeah. get really excited. Yeah. So. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll have to, I'll have to look for those. Because, yeah, I think CBD would definitely be a good solution. And, like, gabapentin, it's, I feel like it's definitely more of an extreme mm-hmm. uh, drug compared to CBD and I don't and it's also expensive too and so I'm yeah. like I'm gonna run out of this shit quick and so that's yeah, having oh you should hold on to it if you have like if you have any left over because that's what I use I know drug Amy <laughs> to move her oh mm-hmm. yeah that's a good idea I know I I did hold like when pumpkin got her um teeth surgery for when she had to like get a bunch of teeth removed or whatever I held on to some of the like pain medication that she got. I was like, just in case. Never mm-hmm. know if something bad's gonna happen. Um, so yeah, definitely like to stow away cat meds. <laughs> yeah, I've got some like cat eardrops and like one of those uh pills left over that I just kind of have hoarded away that are yeah, probably yeah. no good anymore, but I know. You know, just but in hey. case. Yeah, it's a it's a reassurance that it's there. Um yeah, uh, one of the most, I guess you could call it exciting things that happened to me this week was I was at work uh, inspecting like a big tree nursery, like mm-hmm. 160 something acres, like a massive or like just massive nursery. Um, and I uh, lost my work key <laughs> out in the field. Oh, shit! Uh-huh. Yeah, Been there, I, done that. Yeah. And I only had this one, you know, my van key that, you know, to get me home. And I was over two hours from home. And I still had to, like, make a stop afterwards. But I I realized it when we were going to lunch. Like, I go to pull my key. And I was like, oh, shit, guys. Like, I lost my key. You know, the usual. Like, I didn't realize it was gone for oh, a couple fuck. hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. And my van is sitting there. With the window cracked like an inch because it was like 90-something degrees and I didn't want my shit mm-hmm. to get hot inside. And it just so happens I parked next to a sprinkler that was turned on <laughs> at some point while I was gone. And so oh my, God. so my car's sitting there and water's just getting whipped into it and I don't have a key. Like, I can't. fuck you! I can't move it. I can't roll the windows up. And I can't, like, I can't go to lunch because I need my, I need to find my key. And so, like, I drove around for 45 minutes in a golf cart looking for it. I mean. Oh my god. It was, I was a fucking wreck because, like, I was so over it at that point. Because, A, I was working with people I didn't want to work with and already over it. And uh, I did find it. 
Oh, you did find I it? I did. Yeah. Holy shit. That's I pretty know. lucky. It's <laughs> extremely lucky. Yeah, I, I was seriously about to give up, and I just, like, was leaving the last section that I looked at, and I looked down, and it's right fucking on the ground. And I'm like, oh my god, gotta be shitting me right now. <laughs> Holy shit! That's, I know. that's pretty awesome that you found it. I was definitely expecting uh, having to make a phone call or well, something. But... Yeah, the alternative would have been to have somebody drive me to Lincoln to the big city, like an hour away, to get the spare key from the office, yeah. and then drive back. That would have been so miserable. I know. It's like, I really don't want to waste anybody's time but my own. (laughs) So, like, I better fucking find the key. And, oh my god. It was extremely stressful, to say the least. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds very stressful. But what a big fucking relief that is to have find it and not have to be a burden <laughs> yeah. to anybody. <laughs> I think all that water coming into the van, because it kept it hit the steering wheel a lot, and it, like, fucked up all the controls on the steering wheel, like, all the buttons. Oh! <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Oops! Oh, so, well. Yep. Yeah, that's my... That's the kind of shit that's been happening to me in the last week. Love roughly. that. That's, yeah. that's, that's kind of your huge... <laughs> I know. Kind of the, the typical, up? like, work week for you is... I know. Always something going down. Yeah. Usually my fault. That one yeah, was definitely but... my fault. Bah. <laughs> you were covered. It's okay. <laughs> I know. But... Alright, well, I'm Jessie. And I'm Erin, and we're the Cage Queens. Wow. We've got something in common. Yeah, so this week we are talking about the movie Face Off, which was released in 1997. And this movie is about uh, an FBI agent played by John Travolta and this hardened criminal played by Nick Cage. And they kind of have this ongoing rivalry where they're each other's like arch you know, nemeses or whatever. <laughs> and um, pretty much what happens is that Nick accidentally kills John Travolta's kid. Mm-hmm. And in and, and like the first scene, and we're like, ooh, this is, this is setting up pretty, pretty, uh, you know, a good background on why John Travolta hates Nick so much. Um, and so they end up getting into a battle later on in life, and uh, Nick Cage gets essentially knocked into a coma by John Travolta. But then he finds out that Nick planted a bomb that is big enough to blow up the entire city of Los Angeles. And the only other one that knows about the bomb is Nick's brother. And so knowing that Nick's brother won't talk to anyone else but Nick, uh, John undergoes this, like, uh, facial reconstruction type surgery to, you know, take Nick's face and go undercover as Nick to try to get uh, his brother to talk. Um, and, you know, in, in that um, event, somehow Nick ends up waking up and he's pissed off. He takes John's face and then tries to kind of like, uh, you know, and then he starts um, intercepting John's work in personal life. And so then it's them kind of playing each other as they're trying to get back to uh, the normal, well, 
trying to diffuse all of the traumatic situations that they are, <laughs> you know, lighting off. But yeah, so it is, um, it's one of the more definitely iconic films that Nick has done. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one of like his top five that people talk about when you refer to Nick Cage. Um, mm-hmm. And like, this is my first time watching it. <laughs> And I know you mm. warned me that it was pretty so silly, um, <laughs> yeah. and you were not wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's for fucking sure. Um, I definitely i I wasn't sure. Like, I really had no idea what I was going into. I mean, besides what we had talked about in the last one, I'm I don't usually like watch trailers or anything. Um, I just mm-hmm. kind of like to jump into it and and be surprised. So. Uh, I was, I actually kind of like John Travolta's performance of trying to act like Nick. Yeah. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty enjoyable. I didn't think he was going to do a very good job at it. And I mean, like, I know. Yeah, there, some parts it were hit or miss, but like overall, I think he did a, a really great job. Um, and I actually ended up, I think I liked his portrayal of, of Nick's character. Um, yes. Better than Nick portraying John Travolta's character. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. And this is going to get real complicated to talk about now that I'm just Uh, trying to... Yeah. yeah. When Uh, I was, like, writing my notes on, like, who's doing what, I, mm -hmm. like, when they, you know, switched identities or whatever, I kept putting their names in quotes. And I'm like, (laughs) I have no idea how how we're going to try to talk about this because it's very confusing. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't, like, if you can't follow along, um, so, yeah, it's gonna get complicated. Uh, yeah, it really is. Um, I'm probably just gonna use the actors' names, and then we'll just make it really clear when we're talking about, like, at what point they switch bodies. Mm -hmm. I guess. In my notes, I was just writing, like, fake Nick and, yeah. like, fake John and shit. I'm like, I don't know how else to put it. I know. I know. Well, hopefully the people listening to this podcast have already seen the movie and so that they'll be able to follow along accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, if they even make it this far into our podcast. Uh, yeah, the people listening, a.k.a. you and me, when we re- when we re- go through this episode... Yup. Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. The first scene that we see Nick in, um, besides when he shoots John Travolta, like, after all, or, yeah, after all of that's passed, like, the whole six years later, um, when things are really popping off, uh, our first scene with Nick is he's, um, just set, he's setting a bomb, he's finishing that the big bomb that he that we were talking about in the recap. Uh, and there's a choir, like, singing hallelujah in the church or whatever that he planted this bomb in. Um, and he's dressed as a priest. And my favorite fucking part is when he comes out and he's, like, really <laughs> just reeling on the fact that he set this bomb and he's just, like, uh, all into his character because he is... He is Caster Troy at this point, the bad guy. He is himself. And he gets out in front of the Hallelujah Choir, and he, like, gets <laughs> into that position. And he does that that 
head whip where yeah. <laughs> that he does in both Zandali and Amos and Andrew. He does yeah. that in both of those movies. And now he's done it again, and it's one of my favorite fucking things that he does, and it will always be my favorite thing in every movie that he does it. I just, I just love how that's his go-to dance move. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> he just gets so passionate and into it, and like he's dressed as a priest, he looks fucking ridiculous, like yeah. he is just making a huge scene and then you know after he's done dancing then he goes and starts hitting on a girl in the choir and then oh, he like God. you know starts grab groping her butt or whatever and then he makes that one of his most iconic um, meme faces as well where he's just like he's pretty much just looks like he's like <laughs> orgasming <laughs> um, and uh yeah so that was all within like the first like couple minutes of the of of the film and so we're like oh yeah starting out strong of course <laughs> always great character that he plays that just yeah. wild guy loved it um but he is like going to board a plane um that his brother paid for in cash and so like uh the fbi uh john travolta and his gang um find out that this plane has been um rented by the brother so they know that nick's going to be there and so they're going to intercept him and nick has like a whole pre-flight routine that he does uh apparently he has like a little special box and he like switches out his sunglasses and uh like does his like little routine lights a cigarette and um to get on the plane and like does some weird gross thing with the flight attendant yeah. Uh, where he, like, gets her to suck his tongue. Um, and then the cops start closing in, and she turns out to be an FBI agent, and things start going sideways, and she, she gets thrown, shot and thrown out the plane by Nick. <laughs> and, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's... He is... I don't know how many people he kills in this movie alone, but, like... <laughs> Yeah, he's relentless. He does yeah. not give a fuck. Nah, he just really doesn't give a fuck. Um, but, like, John Tra There's so much action in this movie. I was having a yeah. hard time, like, keeping track. Like, John Travolta somehow gets in a helicopter and, like, uses it to hold the plane down so they can't take off. And... Yeah, I, I just summarize it by there's a big shootout between oh. Nick versus the cops. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really go into the nitty gritty of everything I that know. happens. But yeah, because there's a lot of those scenes where it's just like 10 minutes of them just like battling and like trying to keep up with what's happening. And then like, you know, at one point Nick gets leverage and at another point John gets leverage. And then it's hmm. just kind of like this back and forth of them. But pretty much what happens in that uh, battle between them is that they capture um nick's brother whose name is pollux mm -hmm. and at one point john travolta um pretty much like get like i, I think it's like maybe it's like an engine or something i don't know yeah, I think but it it's like <laughs> i don't know shit about planes but i think that's an engine <laughs> Yeah, so at some point there's like an engine that is turned on and then Nick is kind of gets thrown in the like, you know, tail end of the engine's like combustion and it so it like propels him into like a wall and so he gets like knocked out cold and he 
I think he is kind of assumed dead at that point, but mm-hmm. then we find out that he is actually just like in a coma. Yeah, he's being um, kept alive. Um, yeah, for the face, apparently, for the the face, I guess. Which yeah, comes in later, I guess. <laughs> but uh, but they find um in Pollux's stuff. That's when they find the floppy disk that has the info about the bomb, which I mean, like, I. I don't know if anybody, if they're under the age of, like, you know, 25 on here, if they're going to know what a floppy disk is. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Um, That's when uh, John Travolta finds out that he needs to to dress up, or not dress up, but he needs to become Mm -hmm. Nick. And he agrees to do it, like, even though he may never see his family again. Yeah, and, like, him and his wife are already kind of, like, they're already having issues because, for one, they had a son that died, and so that kind of put them through a lot. And then now they also have this, like, rebellious teenage daughter who's in her kind of, like, emo goth phase at this point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his wife is sick of him continuing to go on these assignments and risk his life and all this kind of stuff, and he's like... Uh, he's like, oh, this is my last one. And then they do this stupid thing to each other's faces where they, oh like... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I cannot complain enough about what the fuck is... Oh, my God. It would drive me insane if somebody did this to me. They they take... You want to describe it? No, you do it. You do it. Okay. It's, it's so hard. They take their whole hand and they... They start at the top of the head and go, like, they just brush it across <laughs> your whole face, like, going from top to chin, like, just oh running God. their fingertips across each other's faces, and, like, like oh. how, how you would imagine somebody, like, closing the eyelids of somebody who's yeah. dead. Like, they do this to each other, and it's supposed to be some, like, affectionate thing, and every time oh. I saw it, I just cringed. It was yes. so fucking irritating. Yes, 100%. I hated that so much, and I was like, I wouldn't want anyone doing that with their, like, greasy fingertips mm-hmm. or, like, their unwashed hands in the bathroom just going across Ugh. my face. Like, I would just, like, you know, immediately slap that hand out of my face. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah, like, they... <laughs> what the fuck? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a very weird form of affection, but that that was their thing. And they made sure we knew it. <laughs> yeah, they definitely really tried to establish that hard yeah. in the beginning. <laughs> it's just so gross. It is. It's so gross. I guess that explains why he's so upset. But, um, so, like, the whole, like, face swap thing that they do. Um, my biggest complaint is that, like... John Travolta's face is wide. He has a wide jawline. Yeah. Nick has a very narrow face. Like, I know they went through the whole science about how they were going to, like, make it work. But, like, I'm like, there's no way you can squeeze a skull to make it skinny, you know, just by putting a face on top of it. So, like. I know. A little hard to believe. But. I know. I just liked how they kept reiterating that they had to recede the hairline. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know when when they're talking about Nick and how they had to you know or John going on Nick's face or whatever they're like make sure that hairline is receded I was like ooh blow to Nick 
Um, yeah, and then, like, when they were cutting off their faces, and then they would just, like, put the face in some water, and it was just, like, <laughs> floating there. It looked really... I mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, considering it was 1997, like, those face, like... They were really you know, good. replicas. Yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah. I also was very surprised I, mm. when they were, like, moving the faces around, like, on the the bodies, you know, like, peeling them and moving them and whatever to adjust. And, yeah, like, it actually looked just like Nick. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Yes. Um. Yeah, so now it gets the, the, the tricky part where... Mm-hmm. Where Nick's... Nick is being Sean Archer. (laughs) So yeah, now Nick is John Travolta's character. So now Nick is Sean Archer. So Nick is no longer the wild and crazy guy, but he does have to pretend to be the wild and crazy guy. Um, So technically, it gets really confusing because I mean, like, think about it. Nick's body is lying in the hospital bed without a face. But mm. Nick is also John Travolta's and is also yeah. Nick. Like, Nick is Nick. Yeah. So yeah. it's like when we describe Nick from now on, like, we're talking about Nick as in as, his physical sense. Yes. But it's Nick as John. <laughs> You're right. So, yeah, Sean Archer. I mean, like, it would make sense if we kept going by that. But we want to talk about Nick in particular because this is a Nick podcast. Yes. Yeah, so Wild and Crazy Nick is now trying to play, like, you know, very uh, cool and collected, like, uh, John Travolta or Sean Archer or Mm -hmm. whoever the fuck we want to call him. And so, and he, like, yeah, so he makes that transition. And then his character becomes pretty boring um, (laughs) from that point on. Um, He is no longer the highlight because, you know, he's just kind of playing this, like, (sighs) yeah, like, family guy, like. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, when he first wakes up with his new face, he, like, freaks the fuck out, um, because he's now his worst enemy. Um, and then he he also still has his, like, John Travolta voice, uh, but that's (laughs) that's quickly fixed, um, with some, like, you know, uh, technology or whatever. And then he is, um, sent to prison, like, almost immediately, because they only have, like... 11 less than 11 days before that bomb goes off so Mm -hmm. they have to try to get the information from pollux the brother uh as quickly as they can yeah and so when nick goes to prison he's acting more in that john mindset of trying to stay under the radar Mm -hmm. and so then when he meets up with pollux pollux is very like like questioning who this guy is because he knows he's not acting right and so then nick kind of has to crank it up a bit and you know go act a little bit more wild and you know start fights and you know go out going in for the kill and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and so to try to get pollux to believe him and then you know once he does um turn up turn up the dial then um pollux eventually reveals um, where the bomb is located and then you know Nick quickly breaks his character and then is like oh you fool and then he like tries to go out and um, you know end the mission but at that point John well 
at that point, uh, at that point, John's body wakes up or whatever, and he's like, as Nick. <laughs> Don't know how to explain okay. it. So, so Nick in coma, um, I guess Caster Troy technically in coma, uh, comes out of coma and, uh. Figures out that he doesn't have a face because they just left him there um, with bandages over the face. So he finds mm-hmm. out he doesn't have a face and he calls one of his cronies to come help him. And um, they round up the scientist and the other FBI agents who know about the lab and the secret mission. And he gets them to transform him into John Travolta. Yes. Yes, and so then at that point, um, when he's like, when he got his, his face reattached, John, um, pretty much finds all of the people who were in a know about this whole operation, which were a very like limited number of people. It was mm-hmm. like the doctor and then like a couple of the special ops agents or whatever, and then he kills them all, and so then he goes and he visits. Nick in prison and he like tells him like hey yeah so everyone who knew about this operation is kind of dead now and I'm gonna enjoy my new life as you and abuse all my powers Mm -hmm. and just have a good time with it and then you know Nick is obviously mortified by this because he's like how the fuck am I gonna get anyone to believe me at this point because now I'm in the body of the world's like most wanted criminal Mm -hmm. no one's gonna believe what I have to say. Yeah, and uh, uh, John Travolta pretending to be Nick, um, like I said, was pretty funny. And so he, I think, does try to tamp it back, um, you know, and not be full Nick because he does have to keep up appearances. But, like, there's definitely something really cocky about him. He's not as meek as he used to be. And and in his new, new role... Uh, one of the things he does is he makes a deal uh, with Pollux uh, to get him out of prison and uh, find the location of the bomb. Yes, and then Pollux has, like, no hesitation to believe that that is his actual yeah. brother because he knows, I guess, he can tell by the attitudes. He's like, oh, my brother. Pollux is a really, like, creepy-ass character. I liked his character. I thought he was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, because he was, like, he's, like, a genius, but then he's also this, like, such a, like, scary, like, serial killer type vibe to him, too. Oh, he was He was off, off the wall, but... Yeah, yeah I, I feel like he is kind of controlled by his older brother um, yes. in a way that, like, if his older brother wasn't there, like, keeping, like, a, a hold on him, that he could probably do some pretty fucking sick shit. Yeah, but. yeah. And, yeah, there was this kind of, like, weird brotherly relationship, like we saw in the beginning of the movie, like... When we established that they're brothers, that, you know, Pollux's shoe was untied on the runway. Nick bends down and ties it for him. And yeah. Like, that was another thing. I was like, we're going to see that again later for fucking sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ooh, this is a key moment. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pretty much he gets uh, Pollux to, um, 
you know, trust him or, or whatever. And then he takes advantage of the situation where he's like, I'm actually going to disarm this bomb so that I can become like America's hero, get money and fame mm-hmm. from that and all that kind of stuff. And like just really, um, you know, win from that situation. And so... <laughs> Yeah. He does that. <laughs> yeah, he disarms the bomb like two seconds before it's supposed to go off. And he does this like TV interview that you can see, like that Nick gets to watch in jail. Um, and he does like a real Jim Carrey impression almost, like <laughs> yeah. in the interview. Like, yeah. Um, almost like he was trying too hard to be Nick that it just kind of didn't work. Um, yes. But like, he now has like almost the freedom to do whatever he wants or at least he thinks he does and um he uh goes back like home and like sets up a candle at dinner for eve who is actually you know nick's wife um and but oh god that's gonna be confusing yeah so eve is the real john travolta's wife right right Sean's but, wife. Yeah. Sean Archer's yes. wife. Um, God, we're, <laughs> I we, know. we're being so confusing with our use of names. It's, we just, it's oh so God. confusing. I don't know how anybody's supposed to talk about this. Christ. No. No. But, like, um, yeah, like, he sets up a candle at dinner for her, and she thinks that he's being real weird, and he has a bunch of excuses for it. And they actually mm-hmm. do fuck. Like, yeah. I didn't think she was going to fuck him, but... But they do. No, I mean, she, they don't show she, it. Like, she, yeah. Yeah. She was deprived. She was writing in her journal. It's been two months. <laughs> <laughs> so she, uh, yeah, she caves and uh, the, the, um, the John, the Nick John wins. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's just go back to the prison. Um, because yeah. <laughs> the Nick, this is where Nick escapes, essentially. Um, they like the prisoners have these metal boots on that they can't take off and they're like magnetic and uh it's so they can always track the location of the prisoners i guess uh however the fuck that works and mm-hmm. um the only time that they are ever taken off is like when they go to put you in the electric chair or whatever and the the clinic or whatever they called it um and so nick has to figure out how to get himself in there so he can get the boots off uh and he like starts a fight with i don't know somebody a guard he like causes a scene and Mm -hmm. gets himself thrown into that chair and as soon as they get the boots off he uh uses that as a chance to escape um which he does successfully, and we see that the prison, like, he gets, like, all the way up to the the surface of the prison, like, to the roof, which is, I guess, it's a floating prison, which... Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. No, I... And I'm like, are those things that exist? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I just thought about it now, but, um... Yeah, it's a floating prison, so, like, he gets out and he swims to shore, and it's surprisingly not that far from shore. I would think... You know, like, a maximum security prison where they don't want people ever getting out and, like, escaping. That they'd be a little Mm -hmm. further from land. Right. Right, right, right. But, you know, hey, it's a movie. But, uh, yeah. So Nick steals... (laughs) He steals a 
car from a restaurant valet and uh, is now, like, kind of a free man. Like, he's he's now trying to, to get back to uh, John Travolta because he wants his face back. I'd like to take his, his face off. Yes. And so, I guess, part of his plot plan is to go to some of his, like, goonies or whatever um, that um, he knows from his, you know, previous work in um, as an FBI agent. And so he goes to this one guy, his name is like Dietrich, and um, he actually turns out to be the guy that sold Nick uh, the bombs to, to blow it up. And so he kind of like goes over to their hangout and um, talks to these guys who he knows are like really, um, uh, I don't know, they're they're just criminals and yeah. they hate the the cops too. And so he knows that like if he gets them on uh, his side, that he can go and try to get his face back from John Travolta. Um, and so the the sister of um, Dietrich, um, D- I, don't, I don't know, I, think I don't Dietrich. even know if they. Dietrich, like, yeah. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even uh, hear his name. I had to, I had to look it up on IMDb. I was like, who is this guy? Um, so yeah, the sister is like apparently kind of had this on and off fling with Nick, mm-hmm. and um, we find out that she has a kid, and the kid looks exactly like John Travolta's dead son. Like he's got the same bowl cut. He's like a similar age. Like mm-hmm. he looks exactly like it. And then, like, she reveals, like, you know, and Nick's like, oh, that's a that's a good-looking kid or whatever. And she's like, she's like, yeah, it's yours. And so we find out that the real Nick actually has a son, but no one knows about that, mm-hmm. that it's his son because um, they didn't want them to use the, the son as a target to kind of, you know, be able to um, have leverage over Nick in a certain situation. And so... Yeah, yeah. Nick, uh, Nick is like obviously like in awe of this this little boy, <laughs> uh-huh. and he like does that finger face thing to him too. Yeah, <laughs> like this kid. Like, oh, and he the kid doesn't react in any way. Like no, like this kid clearly has never had this done to him before because this is a John Travolta's family thing and not yeah. a Nick's family thing, and like yeah. he has no reaction. And I was like. I I had I was freaking out a little bit about that hand thing at the time. I was like, how does he not fucking react uh, to it? And so, the little kid's name is Adam, and yeah. uh, John Travolta's dead son's name was Michael. And so mm-hmm. Nick, sitting in front of Adam, just starts going, Michael, 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 <laughs> and so and like, stupid. and the kid's mom Sasha, uh, the sister of Dietrich, she starts freaking out. She's like, yeah, you like need to kind of stop that you're <laughs> scaring the kid and then like um all all hell breaks loose because uh John Travolta knows that Nick is there hiding out so he rounds up his police guys and starts shooting wildly like blowing out the windows throwing in like mm-hmm. smoke bombs and shit um and like just god Guns are firing everywhere and shit's popping yeah. off. I mean, like... Yeah, there's a lot of death. There is yeah. a lot of death in that scene. But And then the kid is also in the scene and they're like, 
oh, hey, you don't need to hear this. Here's your noise-canceling headphones. Listen to Somewhere Over the Rainbow while we deal with this so that you can pretend like you're not in this situation. I know. Um, And he can't hear any of the gunshots. It's very muffled because we get, like, a bit of his perspective. But then also, like, people are yelling directions and things at him, and somehow, I guess, they're assuming he can hear them? I mean, I don't know. It just didn't make sense. But, like... Yeah, so everybody's trying to, like, save the kid, and Dietrich's, like, about to go, like, die, and did you notice that he fucking, like, kisses his sister, like, on the the mouth, like, full-on, like, a hard I know, and then I had to, like, I had to double-check their relationship, I was like, wait, I thought they were brother and sister. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, okay, they are, so why did they just do that? (laughs) It was... I feel it. And it wasn't even in the oops section. Like, I was like, come on. It meant <laughs> yeah. that wasn't right. <laughs> I guess maybe, like, some families are just more intimate than others. Perhaps. Hopefully it's not but, incestuous. But. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so pretty much, I mean, there's another Nick and John face-off where they're trying to mm-hmm. kill each other, blah, blah, blah. But really, the main important character that dies in that scene is Pollux. Yeah. He, like, he pretty much, like, falls through the roof because of, you know, fake Nick's hand. And so then uh, John Travolta, fake John, a.k.a. real Nick... <laughs> goes up to the the body of Pollux and he ties his shoe again because of course it was untied uh-huh so you know just to retread on that you know they're brothers so it's yes. important <laughs> don't it just break your heart nick is able to get away i guess um but uh john travolta gets in trouble with his boss with the fbi because He's been just doing wild shit, and, and the FBI's yeah. like, you can't just go around and do wild shit. That's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. And so he kills his boss. Yeah. <laughs> just simply just kills his boss. Um, yep. Blame. And it's like, they called it a heart attack or something, so there was no suspicion of, like, foul play. Oh, yeah. And uh, Nick goes to... Um, to John Travolta's home, or well, really, I guess technically his own home, uh, to confront <laughs> Eve, and be, and he's trying to like tell her like, I'm really your husband, like the man who is your husband's not your husband, and like I don't know how the fuck she would ever believe it. And I mean, she doesn't believe it, but yeah, yeah. But he tells her that that she can test his blood to yeah. to determine it. Yeah. Because she happens to be a doctor. So. Yeah, also. I mean, I guess very conveniently. <laughs> <She, yes. laughs> but uh, she doesn't believe Nick. Um, she thinks he's crazy. Uh, and also she knows that he's the guy that killed, you know, her son and yada, yada, yada. And so later, I guess probably the same night, she does, like, prick John Travolta's blood uh, when he's asleep. So she can get a sample and she finds out that it's not the blood type of her husband. So it's, yeah, but she's still like not a hundred percent sure that, that Mm -hmm. it's right. Like she's still not quite believing. And, um, Nick shows up at the hospital, I guess. Like he's just there, like waiting for her to like test the blood, I guess. Um, and he starts going into this long sappy story about like, I don't know, their first date or like early date. And then she believes him. Like, he gets yeah, all it, yeah. crying and 
sad. The story is super, like, unbelievable. Because it was just, like, all of these really weird things that weren't supposed to happen, like, happened. Like, he took his daughter to a steak restaurant, but she's vegetarian. She broke her tooth. And so that was then his they... Wife. He's talking about their first date, I thought. I thought he was talking about the daughter. No, I think he's talking about... About his but date. he said, I didn't know she was a vegetarian. Yeah, he was talking, like, in the past, like, I'm telling you a story about oh. our first date, but in, like, a oh. third-person kind of way. Because he was, like, okay. talking about how he was on a date with a cute girl that he didn't know was a vegetarian or a vegan or something like that, and yeah. he took her to a surf and turf restaurant. Yeah, she breaks her fucking tooth, and then they find a, a, a dentist that was drunk, and he fixed the wrong tooth. And I was like, this sounds highly illogical, but whatever. <laughs> And then, you know, what sealed the deal was he did the face thing to her. <laughs> and she's like, oh, wow, that is my, that is my man. <laughs> yep. And then uh, they go to the boss's funeral. Because now, now, like, she's in on the plan and Nick's like, here, like, we have to, like, you know, get my face back and we have to get John Travolta. And, um... So they plan to, like, have a showdown at the funeral, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's a really dramatic scene where there's, like, doves there, and then they're, like, you know, John Travolta's, like, walking up, like, with Jesus' hands, and the doves are flying. It's just, like, a very, like, whoa, this is tense. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, a big shootout there, and and Jamie, the daughter, gets pulled into it, and, like... Oh, I guess we never talked about how she got that knife that she yeah. has. Oh, God. Well, anyways. Uh, who cares? So, like, Jamie gets brought into it, and, um, and, like, they get Did we say that Jamie's the daughter? We probably did. We probably we didn't. About... <laughs> yeah. Whatever. So many gaps in our story. It's whatever. God, we were just focusing so hard on trying to keep the characters straight that we definitely yeah. threw some big plot holes out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it whatever. really fucking matters. <laughs> but <laughs> We love what we do here. <laughs> yeah, clearly. We're so dedicated. Um, yeah. But, uh, like, yeah, the Southers a shootout and <laughs> another one <laughs> yeah and it gets to the point where like uh nick he gets uh john travolta into a headlock and jamie gets a gun she doesn't know who to shoot because she doesn't know who's her real dad and she's got two mm -hmm. dudes telling her wild ass stories and that's the other thing like jamie i mean the reason that she's like going all goth is because none, no one in this goddamn family has been to therapy except for maybe yeah. the mom like since yeah. the kid died and so like nobody knows how to cope and everybody's like still taking their grief out in very weird ways and like has trouble communicating and whatever and so like she clearly was having troubles and there was like a scene where her date like was gonna date rape her and John Travolta like saved her ass um, as Caster Troy, uh, and that's when he gave her, like, a wild knife, and he's like, next time, like, stab him in the, the like, the thigh, like, right by his crotch, and, like, twist the knife so the, the wound doesn't close, 
And I'm like, this girl, though, she's going to need some fucking serious therapy by the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, so much therapy because shit is just, like, I don't know how she's going to recover from this, honestly. There's, like, a lot happening in her life. But anyways, she doesn't know who to shoot. And she shoots Nick, um, who is her real dad because it's uh, Sean Archer inside. Then John Travolta's like, oh, you idiot. <laughs> like, my daughter wouldn't shoot so wide. And so he grabs her uh-huh. and he licks her face with his very uh, long tongue. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a fucking lizard. <laughs> yeah, it was nasty. Yeah. And then that's when she use, uses the move that he taught her on him. And so then she yep. breaks free. And then, then it's Nick v. John again. And then... She goes to her mom. She's like, can someone please tell me, like, what earth I'm on or whatever she said? I don't know. It was a weird, uh-huh. it was a weird reaction. Yeah, it was weird. And then, like, John Travolta and Nick are, like, chasing each other in speedboats at this point. And that, is, that goes on for way too fucking long. And it does. <laughs> like, one of the speedboats, like, launches through a police, like, yacht that's out yep. there on the, the water and, like, makes that whole thing explode but like they end up crashing on shore and mick grabs a harpoon and he stabs john in the other thigh and then he pulls the trigger but like john's too quick and he's got his hand on the harpoon like on the mechanism on the spring so it won't release and Mm. he takes a knife in his other hand and starts like mutilating his face so nick can't get it back (laughs) And then, um, and then uh, Nick kicks him in the dick, and he lets go of the harpoon, and the harpoon kills John, or at least shoots John. Then, yeah, and the police arrive, and then they're like, ooh, officer, or, uh, I don't know, sergeant, office, I don't know what he's called, some archer. Uh, yep. They they call, call him archer, and then... You know, in Nick's body, there he's like, well, you know who I am? Uh-huh. <laughs> because I guess Eve, uh, his wife, called and made some phone calls to try to, like, clear his name. And so then John gets, you know, restored back into his um, body. Yes. <laughs> the end scene, I was fucking dead. The end oh scene, so, you know, it's John coming back home to... As he truly is, and you know, then his wife and his daughter greet him at the door. The daughter apparently she's fine because she's not. She took up all t- took off all her emo makeup, and she loves her dad again. And then he's like, "Well, looky who I brought home!" Oh my god! And it's Nick's son. Yeah, because um, we forgot to probably mention that Sasha died in the gunfight, and she. Yes. Like, one of her last things that she said to Nick, who she never found out wasn't actually Nick. Like, Nick um, makes all these, like, apologies and promises and shit as somebody else to a woman who's dying. And one of those things was he promised to, like, take care of her son. And so... He brings home a child and is just like, hey, everybody, let's just replace our old kid with this new kid. <laughs> yeah. And, the, you know, you know how they greet him? They do the face thing like, welcome home, boy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. At that point, I was so like, all right, enough of this shit. Uh-huh. And like, and the and Jamie just like brings him into the house and is like, 
everything's cool. Nobody needs therapy anymore. Life is fixed, I, I guess. Like not yet. No one's no one's even worried about what just happened. Uh, <laughs> like, it's fine. Yeah, and then it ends and then that was you know the the finish of the movie. It was um, a lot of roller coasters were going on with uh, what was happening. But yeah, I really liked John Travolta's performance. I I didn't think he had it in him because like he's never, I don't know. I just didn't really see that type of acting from him before. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was very impressed with his ability to pull that off. Yeah. I can't say I've seen him in much outside of Greece. I know. I was going to say it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say my my viewings of his films are very limited. But yes, in what I have seen, I was impressed. Um, and I did read on the IMDb trivia that they did spend uh, John and Nick spent two weeks together trying to like learn each other's characters to like know how they would act in those situations to like get a better feel of how to play each other. Yeah, that was cool. And, I mean, I feel like maybe they could have spent a little more time together, um, but, yeah. <laughs> like, I think overall, I mean, it was pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have, like, I went through that trivia stuff, too, and I couldn't find anything interesting Dude, there was, to talk about. Yeah, there was so much trivia, but none of it was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. none of it was, like, wow, this is something that I need to share. And I was kind of surprised, considering that this was such a hit movie you'd think there would be more interesting things about it yeah. behind the scenes but oh well yeah that doesn't matter um um so we should definitely rank this movie i'm trying yes. to you know how good my internet is i'm trying to connect to my internet to pull up our google sheet but it's not even giving me the option to see that i have internet to connect wow. to wow so. <laughs> yeah your computer's just fucked Okay, let's just I'll um, <laughs> just pull up the. <laughs> I haven't pulled your up. End. Yeah, it's um, already pulled up on mine. Um, right, I mean, I guess how much do you really like this one? Like, is this one is this like high up on the list for you? Middle of the list or kind of low? I would say probably middle, closer to the higher end of the middle. Um, mm-hmm. But not like what I think last one we ranked was Con Air, like not nearly that high because that was our that pretty much Con Air is number one, right? There, yes. Um, okay, so let me read you what we got real quick. We got Fast Times, Con Air, Honeymoon in Vegas, Moonstruck, Vampires Kiss, Zandali, Leaving Las Vegas, Raising Arizona, Birdie. Um, I don't think it's gonna go below Birdie, so no. I'm kind of, I liked it better than Leaving Las Vegas. I was thinking the very same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Is it better than Zandali? I don't know, because I I really, what I'm really drawn to in Zandali is Teddy. (laughs) 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 And I I don't know, (laughs) so. You want to put it between Zandali and Leaving Las Vegas? I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. I mean, because what ranks them both so high is that head whip. So, oh my god, I love that head whip. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, and well, and we really, I, I mean, we didn't really care for Nick's performance as much 
um, when he was playing John Travolta. Yeah, exactly. So that's what kind of brings this down a little bit, like, Mm -hmm. for me, is, like, we only got to see the Nick we really love for, like, the first, what, 20 minutes of the the movie, and so I was like, yeah, after that, it was meh. And also, just, like, uh, there was so much action and so much explosions and so many, like, fight scenes. It was a little bit overwhelming from that standpoint. So, yeah, I feel like it, where it's at is a good place. It's a work of art. It belongs in the Louvre. Uh, So our next movie is City of Angels, which came out in 1998. It's PG-13. Oh, no. (laughs) A uh, drama fantasy romance. Oh, interesting. I, Haven't yeah. had one of those in a minute. Um, I don't know if we're going to like this one. So, an angel on earth, a doctor unable to believe, a patient with a secret, a love story made in heaven. That's... Oh, no. That's our description. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll see. So, we'll see Nick how this Cage goes. plays... <laughs> Nick Cage plays a character named Seth, and I'm guessing he's an angel, but maybe not. Is he, well, I guess it's hard to see if he's, is he top? Well, he's on the cover of the movie. He's on the cover, and uh, he's the top bill. Um, next would be Meg Ryan, who I assume is his co-star, oh. and she plays Dr. Maggie Rice, so we already know she's the doctor. Oh, so I mean, damn, so he might be the, the angel. Correct. <laughs> Oh That's my what god, I'm guessing is like he's an angel. An angel. And... <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna go. Funny. Yeah, we're gonna get to see the soothing side of Nick. <laughs> well, yeah. that will be fun. It will it though. You know, it doesn't sound very good. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. It's it's definitely a, a different um path we're going down because you know, these last few that we're watching were like the triple threat of action and like you know yeah we're gonna see a new side of nick yeah actually i'm kind of excited now but i have this feeling it's gonna be not Not the direction we like but (laughs) hey we're in this for the long haul so we deal (laughs) yep but that one will come out two weeks from this one thanks to our new schedule yes because our new schedule we are going to release every other week because we want to give we we got to give Nick the attention he deserves and we got to make time for other things in our lives like the fact that we both work yeah we both work full-time jobs yeah. so yeah and I'm the one that edits so yeah a little little yeah. more work for me yeah <laughs> i like how we have to justify <laughs> Yeah, like, we're, we can do every other week. It's okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's face it. We're done here. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Bra-fucking-bow. <laughs>